interview. It'll go ahead and start the recording. Uh, start off a little bit interesting here. Normally, do, uh, do a bit to do some prep work. Uh, think a little bit on an intro, or whatnot. But uh, it's a bit of an interesting challenge here for sure. Looking forward to it. I have interviewed twenty-seven people so far. Damn. And then Damn a decent awesome. few of those are like two-parters or like just in general fairly long. Like it will normally go somewhere from like an hour, a little over an hour to like up to three That's hours. Cool. Oh my god. The average is probably like 130 or 210, though. I'm currently playing MVM, so this distracts me perfectly, so we're gaming. Ah, yeah, that's fine. I I usually uh, show my screen for a little bit, like, uh, show some browser tabs, you know, like your Steam, your UGC, your RGL, and then I'll move on eventually. Oh, my UGC? Yeah, you gosh, on my UGC. Yeah, and then I usually move on to, like, gameplay or something at some point, but, uh... Alright, yeah. All right, I got a lot of clips, so yeah, that, that, that'll be All fun right. to show. So uh, tell me about a little bit about yourself, though. Like, um, what do you do? Uh, I'm a streamer. Uh, try to make this my full-time gig. Want this to become my, my life. Uh, pr- uh, if it works, it works. Sorry, I had <laughs> the question hit, question came out of nowhere. Um, what else? I play TF2. I play competitive TF2. I am a caster for some TF2 events such as Fortress Faceoffs and Mountain Man's uh, Arena tournaments. My streams are as casting platforms. And this Sunday, I'm actually casting a Fortress Faceoff event for uh, a scout event, Sandman Scout Only, 5v5 format. Very fun. Cannot wait to do that. I- I'm an MVM gambler. I play MVM religiously in TF2. I basically just do everything in TF2. Competitive, mm. MVM, casual, pub stomping. You pub. are TF2. <laughs> I am TF2. Gaben would be proud. Like, right, yeah, right. Everything in TF2. I also mean engineer. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I, I had to flex that. I had to flex that. Right. So is streaming like something you sort of do like full time or do you do like other sorts of like employment? Like tell me a little bit about the lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I don't have a job because I'm so fo- I'm just focused on the streaming only. And obviously, at some point, I need to get a job. Obviously, I get some money from this. Obviously, I won't display, I will say how much. That's rude. Uh, but it's it's a small income that helps me throughout my months, days, months, you know, years. Uh, not enough to, like, you know, well, obviously, part-time would give me more money. But, hey, uh, if I make it big, it'll be a nice luxury. But usually, what I typically do is I stay up all night and play with my games with my boys, vibing, cruising, grooving, all that stuff. And then at some point, uh, I go to sleep, and then I wake up at 4 o'clock on the dot, and then I stream until, like, 8, 9, 10 o'clock. Because half of my audience is actually European. Hmm. So once, like, 8 o'clock hits, like, that's when the audience, how, the Europe's dip, and I'm like, all right, I think I can end the stream for the right. day. Okay. So, yeah, so it seems like a lot of just, like, catering to the sort of core audience that you get. Yeah, just having those that retention, having consistency for sure. Okay. So, what led to you kind of having interest in streaming, right? Like, how did you start out, I guess? What oh, led to that? Great answer. Oh, my God. Or question. So, to answer that perfectly, uh, December, like, around Christmas time of 2020, uh, it was, like, late December, around right before Christmas, and my friend was streaming, uh, what is it called? Uh, Ro- uh, Roblox. And beforehand, I was my goal was to become a YouTuber before I even knew Twitch was a thing. Like, before I, I even knew live streaming platforms was a thing when I was a kid. Uh, which was such a missed opportunity because I was I, I my videos on YouTube were the equivalent of a live stream, and if I knew live streaming was a thing earlier, I would have definitely hopped on the bandwagon instantly. But my friend immediately uh, streamed Roblox, uh, Tower Defense Simulator, and then I was like, he's getting a couple audience or viewers, and I want to try it out as well because I love performing for people in school IRL, so I wanted to see what I would do online. 
So I went, uh, went on Roblox, played a couple of games with them, and then I was like, screw it, let's do this. So December 26th of 2020, I did my first ever live stream. And it was great. I had four viewers at the highest, which is very tiny, but for your first stream ever, something to always remember. And uh, the requirements to get affiliated uh, is 50, you have 50 followers, three average viewers in a week, and um, so, uh, yeah, stream like 20 hours or more. And obviously, it took five days, and I hit that because uh, I was I was just stream nonstop, and people loved my Roblox content. But I wanted to immediately get off of Roblox and uh, try other games, experiment. And I went to Finance of Freddy's immediately. Oh wait, what was the overall question again? I was just I wondering, sort of like what led to you having interest in it starting out. I'd say that okay, okay, covers okay, okay. that. Uh, but, I went to a different. Yeah, it does. There's definitely some areas I could take that from, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Started off building on Roblox, right? Uh, yes, for a whole two weeks. I was just <laughs> playing Tower Defense Simulator, a little zombie game where you just place your towers, kill zombies on a bridge, yada yada. Pretty simple. And I would play with viewers that were lonely, and they would join me, and they'd be like, "This guy's pretty cool. I'll give him a follow, and then I'll play Roblox with them." This is a win-win for when for me and win for the viewer. I play with the viewer, so they're not alone, and it would be one for me because I get a new follower and I grow my audience, <laughs> and they'd stay and watch. It's like a very important about, part about streaming. Then would you you would say would be just like kind of interacting with your chat, like bes- oh yeah, maybe that's a number one thing that just... all small streamers need to do to grow their audience. If you don't interact with your chat, you're going to become boring, stale, and then people are going to be like, "This guy doesn't interact with his chat. I feel ignored. I feel neglected. What the hell? Terrible streamer." And then they don't, and they leave. They click them uh, on the right. stream, and they just click off. So that's kind of like why you might see content creators do stuff like Discord. It's kind of just like finding new ways to take that interactivity. Yeah. That's what I yeah. That's what I do every. Uh, I, I started this recently. Every Saturday, uh, at one p.m., I actually host a little tournament. And I give away an item at the end of the tournament for an award for people coming in and actually tuning to the stream. It grows the audience because people want that item, and if they want that, and they sit there and wait for because I'm gonna do it at the end of the stream, and if they uh, leave the stream when I do the giveaway and their name gets chosen, they don't get the item. So I'll respawn it and give it to someone else that's in the stream. And that's and so they actually have to tune into the stream. Kind of forces them in a way. And when they tune in, they'll either be like, "I just want that item. I just want that item," or they'll tune in and want that item. And then eventually they'll be like, "This guy's kind of funny. I like this guy's content. I like the way he acts. I like his presentation." And then the guy will follow and then tune to future streams and see what else I have planned for my future shenanigans. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. And I have tournaments as well to run, as well. All right. So I guess another thing I kind of want to inquire about is like just talking with you, you know, off and on in DMs, inquiring about games. It seems like you put a large amount of focus on just like what sort of games you play. Yeah, like what the potential audience could be. Yes, I do. In fact, the reason why I do that is because uh, there's two types of streamers. You got the ones that are just streaming for fun. Uh, you know, like like for example, playing. Uh, I can't think of a game. Playing Animal Crossing because they want to play it. Right. Um, I would play Animal Crossing and stream it if I actually play the game, but let's say I actually did play the game religiously and streamed it, um, and I just started off stop streaming, I would have no viewers, no audience, I, because there's so many other big streamers that are in front of me, because how Twitch sees it, I'm just the small dude, because they have it set the most viewed streamer to smallest viewed streamer from top to bottom, so the like a famous reference or quote, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, right, like, because, yeah. Germ is always going to be Germer, but then it's like, you know, you look at the small guy there, it's like, you really kind of have to play to, like, how kind of Twitch would promote you, yeah? 
Yeah, basically. And okay. TF2 was one of those games. So was the Final Fantasy Freddy's, which um, I'll get into later. But <laughs> right now, I, on average, peak around 10 to 20 viewers, which I'm very grateful for. And that took not easy to grind. It's not if you want to become a big shot streamer, you gotta spend your you gotta take a lot of time and effort in grinding and figure out the, the Twitch formula to do it. If you play like for example, if you're so small and you're just playing an FPS, let's say Rainbow Six Siege, you're not gonna grow your audience. But if you get enough viewers in let's say a game such as TF2, Roblox, Final Fantasy Freddy's, and you combine all three of those games as your normal streaming schedule, and those lower viewers tune in. And they get like 30 viewers average. If you saw about a Rainbow Six Siege, a bigger game with a way bigger audience, and you actually maintain those 30 viewers, or let's like say 20, because 10 of them don't want to watch you play an FPS. If you're at 20 viewers, you'll get a little attention from Twitch. And if you're lucky, a viewer will check you out because you have a nice audience. You're like, oh, this guy's a nice audience. Let's see how he actually has that audience. And uh, it will either be you sucking at Siege or being very funny or very good. They'll be like, oh, this guy's actually pretty cool. I'm going to check him out and actually watch his Siege gameplay. And then boom, you're growing your audience in a very you're growing your audience in a big league game, which is huge for your growth, con- content, money, and monetita- monet- monetization. Cannot <laughs> say that word sometimes. Right. So it's like it's all a system. So there's some like really big milestones that you need to hit first before you can kind of just yep. focus on what you'd want to be doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, that's besides how it works. Right. Like it's like if you want to make it professional, it's like you got to put a little bit of work in. Like in a sense, you know, it's like working a job that you don't necessarily want to work always but then it's like the more you but work then, it the closer yeah. you can get to what you really want to do exactly okay. that's the that's the mode of bound you understand this perfectly yeah and that's why whenever you offer me to play games which i would love to play with but like they won't grow my audience at all hmm. like it like it just wouldn't grow right when it, it doesn't even have an audience to begin with most of those right games. and then it's like exactly. the majority of the time that you do spend playing is specifically like for the schedule right like the rest yes. of the time that you aren't playing it's just like you're focusing on the rest of the aspects of your life, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Whenever I'm not streaming, I'm just playing Nikes with my boys for like a couple hours. That's my relaxation period. Right. Where so- I did like a couple hours. But yeah, I'm too... But yeah, but to make it big, I gotta like grow your audience on like other platforms, such as YouTube, TikTok, get an editor, Instagram hmm. even, Snapchat even. Pretty we have a weird one, but people do do that. Hmm. All right. And- Be surprised, yeah. Is that something that kind of ends up like feeling constrained to you? Like, does that kind of mentally bother you at all? Just sort of feeling. Uh, it doesn't bother me, but it gives me a lack of motivation, which is not a good thing when it comes to making it big. It hinders on my dream a little bit, but it is the best way to grow the audience. And I would have to hire somebody to edit some videos because I don't know anything about editing. But if someone does not edit videos, that like. Or if the creator, the content creator that's on Twitch knows how to actually like edit videos, then that's just a huge green light to grow your audience and like actually become a big shot streamer. Right. So I guess like, what would your plans for expansion in like the near future be? Like expansion. Yeah. Uh, well, right now, um, expansion. Uh, casting the TF2 events to get publicity and see people see me like, oh, this guy casts these TF2 events. Uh, that's so cool. I like his voice and you like how his game style. And I and that would grow my audience. That's some publicity I'm trying to do. Also, competitive TF2. I play advanced engineer in RGL. I can also grow my my audience. Not effectively. It's a that's a bit of a of like a yellow flag area because let's say um, RGL GG. We both know who they are. Uh, like the company or the organization that tw- uh, streams those invite matches. When they rate somebody at the end of the stream, that person that gets rated, they get like. 80 they go from like one viewer to 80 to 100 viewers which is freaking awesome you know 
right. like obviously those people are going to leave because they don't care about that person. They just they just care about the RGL match, but they want to tune in and see how the guy's doing. Like, they, they're not going to like care uh, care about the person like in the long run. So it's just a short run or a day to like boost your audience significantly. So, but because comp players only want to see comp gameplay, not a casual guy just doing midnight shenanigans. Right. Okay. And how does like, I guess, what's sort of the experience you've had with TF2 as a streaming game, right? Like, from what I've seen, my impression is always that like people like Banny or Herbie, like those few big names, kind of just soak up ninety percent of the viewers at any given time. Oh, yeah. That's why I try not to stream at night because they're night streamers. They're they're comp. So like TF2 has a fun Twitch schedule that I try to follow the best I can. Like right now, I should not be playing TF2 right now, but since my audience is consistently good, I'm still doing. Plus, I want to finish my MVM tour that I'm playing right now. Uh, but usually around like 10:30 or like 10:30 to midnight, that's when like you do not stream TF2 when you're small. Hmm. Like the prime time to stream TF2 would be at like let's say like 12 to like 8, 12 a yeah 12 noonish to like 8. Unless you're a comp TF2 player, then stream whenever you want. Right. Yeah. But um, simply, like, there's like 6 a.m. It, it's quite like I'll give you a quick little rundown of the schedule of what I've just what I've noticed of it at least. Sure. At 6 a.m., it's um the Europe's waking up or it's like noonish or it's like midday. Europe's are playing their Highlander matches, sixes. No, uh, being being Europeans, vibing. Disgusting. Uh, disgusting british you know being british people and uh it's fun you know they're the the europe side of tf2 6 a.m our time 3 p.m their time basically and uh with that being said they uh and then at like seven o'clock eight o'clock you know it gets a little later and people start waking up americans wake up early um and around like 10 o'clock 10 o'clock is when the mvm kitties come out the the people doing the mvm missions usually and like the community MV, uh, trade shenanigans, just vibing. You just want to like a lot of like collab streamers play together, mm-hmm. like couples. That's when the couples usually stream. I see. That's what I've seen at least. And then like noonish, that's when MVM really is at its peak. I would say it's just like it, it's just at its peak. You know, MVM casual, just pubs, pubs and ca- and MVM are at its peak. And then one o'clock, two o'clock, MVM pubs, trade servers, all that stuff. And it's pretty cool, you know. They basically just play those games at those hours, and people right. will, will click on you, basically. So there's like a unique ecosystem for TF2, kind yeah. of. Yeah, basically. And, and if you're not playing that game at those hours, you're not going to grow your audience. And would you say that that sort of like ecosystem is that something that's common, or is it just sort of unique to TF2? Do you like all the modes and the regions? Unique to TF2. I say it's unique to TF2 because TF2 is such a unique game mode. Right. Well, like look at like other common games, like such as like like. Call of Duty. Everybody only plays zombies in Call of Duty. And if you look at Siege, everybody's either playing casual or ranked in Siege. While every hour is something random in TF2. Like somebody's playing comp next, like the next hour, and the next hour somebody's playing MVM, and people are clicking on that because they want to see that. The next hour you have somebody playing a jump server and just doing jumps as soldier, which I was going to get into, but I don't need we'll to. Talk, we can talk more about like TF2 in specific later if you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But yeah, usually the night streams, like when it's like nighttime though in TF2, that's when everybody's playing comp. That's when comp is hmm. like being the king of TF2, taking over everything, I would say. Right. And if you're not playing comp, then you're not really getting noticed. But I think comp TF2 is like the worst Twitch, com- not community, but the Twitch aspect. Because you're not going to grow your audience from comp TF2, right. in my opinion. Like, like Banning has it because he's been doing it for so long. He's the best player. People don't like, learn how to get better because of him. 
Like you can learn a lot from Ben because of just the way he speaks, his manners. He he he's a proper authentic Twitch streamer because he knows how to be a proper Twitch streamer. Right. And then it's also like you might not necessarily see as much audience engagement, but then also like if you're yeah. not at the top of the game, you know, and people are trying to watch competitive, like they're probably not going to like naturally go to you unless you're their friends, right? Like they're going to yeah. want to see like the best of the competitive, what's super entertaining for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah, like perfect, perfectly explained. Right. Like for example, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of um, like let's say a, a stream, like a streamer, just like being interesting and uninteresting. So, uh, I remember when, do you remember Face It TF2, when Face It TF2 was a thing? Yeah. Okay. So, Face It TF2 sponsored a couple of streamers, and sadly, I was too small at the time to be one of those lucky streamers. Sweet. And now, yeah, sadly. And now, I would have been, I would have been partnered with them, sadly, but it's too late. And um, with that being said, they asked for a couple of streamers that have Face It drops, which give you Face It points yada yada and you just gotta watch the stream and all that stuff and it'll grow their audience and it actually made this guy gain like three thousand followers in like a week because of the face it points and it actually like yeah now consistently has like 40 viewers because of it and that's only 40 viewers if i were him with those 40 viewers i would try to spend my horizon to try other games to see where, where that would go he's currently wasting his time just playing tf2 not maintaining enough money to secure himself a proper twitch job he's just sitting there because i won't lie twitch or tf2 is not an authentic game when it comes to streaming. Like you cannot make it big, but right. you can. It's a great game to start drawing your audience and your loyalty for everybody. That I will say right now is 100 what I've discovered. So one day, if I ever do become big, I'm gonna stop playing TF2 and play like an FPS or that's not TF2. Like, it's way bigger on the Twitch Horizon scale. Hmm. Catch okay. my drift. Well, um, I guess like what are the best ways to like. I guess, like, what really makes a TF2 stream unique? How can you kind of differentiate yourself besides just, like, being smart with your times? Uh, uh, other than being smart with your times, definitely be energetic, loud, passionate, have energy. Like, for example, um, I, I'm not, no, no shade to this guy, no shade to this person, but it was one, it was nighttime one time, and I was casting a TF2 event, and, RGL was also live, and obviously I had people watching the, my my cast, which was freaking awesome. I, I thought RGL would just reign supreme over me, but uh, this guy was live playing casual, uh, not comp, and RGL decided to raid the guy, and then Space Ghost Coffee, an uh, invite sixes caster, was also live casting a different match. They both raided him. Kega Man had 190 viewers at the end of the stream, or, or, or at the end of both raids, when the raids just begun. But because of Kegaman's personality of not being as eccentric, energetic, hyper, more laid back, bland, in the nicest way to say it, he ended up losing hunt all those people and going to 22. And usually, when you get raided by RGL or someone, you have like 80 to 90 viewers. Uh, and then after like an hour, you have like 60 to like 40 to 60 because they're like, this guy's cool. It's not bad at TF2. It's, it's entertaining. But since Kegaman's personality is not like as energetic or hyper, uh, he's losing. He lost that audience significantly quicker than he than most would normally. Really, I thought he was always like very like energetic, like when playing competitive. As an example, I guess. Oh, competitive, like, yeah. But uh, he plays a lot more. He streams more casual than he does competitive. His stream is okay. competitive much because I think he he does stream it, but no, he's he's more laid back watching his streams. Right. So it's like another big thing, right? Like there's kind of groups you could kind of classify people as like more yeah. like. Out laid back streams, more energetic streams, but most so to people so forth. Want, 
Yeah, but most people want like the hyper energetic. I mean, they want the guy to be screaming, be right. like, "Oh my god, he's popping off!" Like right. something like that. Then it's like, yeah, it doesn't lend it. Like being a uh, kind of reserved wouldn't necessarily lend itself the best to TF2. Like you would be wanting to look more at, like strategy games or stuff like that for that, right? Yeah, basically. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so just like keeping in mind the sort of synergy your personality has. Mm-hmm. But like. I tend, yeah, but I tend to, like, fluctuate it. Like, there's moments, at the very beginning of the show, I'm very energetic, and I get more, like, laid back. But not, like, laid back. I get more, I'm so, like, energetic and hyper, but I'm not, like, screaming. I'm not, like, running around in my chair, like, doing stupid stuff. I'm just, like, doing stuff, talking my, the, to the chat, and just being like, a loud dude. But, like, not screaming. Because I personally think screaming is a weak way to grow your audience. Right. It's good for the kids. The kids love that. But TF2 is not meant for all kids. Like Roblox, yeah, go for it. Scream all you want. <laughs> yeah, so definitely just keep in mind like how your personality is inter- interacting with like the game and the sort of audience it's going to attract. Yeah, yeah that exactly. makes sense. Okay, and like make sure people kind of know what they're getting in for, right? Like really strive for that sense of consistency with your audience. Yeah. Then like, yeah, it's a pretty intuitive it's way. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely fair. Uh. Do you find that there's, like, much of a sense of community among, like, TF2 clip, uh, Twitch? Do you see, like, just, like, a lot of interaction between streamers? Do a lot of streamers play together? Anything like that? I don't actually, normally. The, uh, for me, it's YouTube. Uh, like, a lot of the TF2 YouTubers do that stuff, like, Uncle Dane, Lana, like, uh, who else, who else, who else? Donkey. Um, I'm trying to think of any other TF2 YouTubers. Musalk, when he was doing TF2. Like, they would play together. But a lot of TF2 streamers don't play together. Hmm. Uh, like for some reason, which is a misopportunity to grow each other's audience because they can use each other to give each other content and then rub off each other and be very fun. Like me and BB, me and BBL, we had a a content. We we both streamed together and did some man versus machine together. It was nice. Like we uh were giving each other content, being funny to one another in each other's streams. You know, making each other's streams. You know, funny, and that's like what people will like to see. Not just sit there and just look at a guy killing robots and just right. meet the whole time. Okay. So uh, when are we going to see the Hard Hedgehog stream team 6Q be assembled? The, 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 the what? <laughs> Hedgehog's stream team 6Q. We're going to oh, see 6Q. it. Um, oh, shit. Uh, th- well, streamers are just like mean like five other people. Because it already happened. If you're talking about like five other people, it's nah, already, nah. already Get the streamers. Get the streamers. Oh, get the streamers. Uh... I had three in a in a call earlier to Ed BBL and McClucker, but he didn't stream. What? That's actually I don't know. I see. I'm known in the community for being a caster, but I'm not known in the community for like as the streamer, Sally. So I don't really know a lot of people, honestly. Like I only know BBL. Well, out of everybody, BBL is the one that would actually like associate with me. Right. So and like when it comes to other like big shot streamers, they would either a just ignore me because they're because they wouldn't play MVM. Or just be hard to talk to them because I don't know how to exactly approach them and be, you know, like, because everybody is different when it comes to talking to new people. Right. What do you say that maybe that's like an aspect of that you're looking at partaking in more going forward, like in the future? Is that something you think you could build oh, off of? Definitely. I can try mm-hmm. to. I would love to. Because having called right. other streamers can like make your chat be like, who the fuck's this dude? What's this guy's right. freaking, freaking insane? This is very funny. Uh, and it can either be a hindrance and also a positive. Your streams will love the dude, but if as long as you can be counteractively funny with them, then your stream will love it and it will actually grow your audience and their right. audience at the same time. Like again, and you want to keep in mind kind of like how the people interact 
pay attention to the yes. social dynamics for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think maybe just like, from what it sounds like, that sort of collaboration isn't something you get to too often? Do you think maybe that's like something that sets the TF2 streaming community back in a sense? It does. Uh, it does, hands down, it does, in fact. Because okay. uh, I don't do enough collabs with other streamers. Like, BBL was my first TF2 streamer since... Yeah, my first one ever, I think. I've been streaming TF2 for around a year now, I would say. Right. Yeah, no, I, I would Yeah, I would literally say for a year. And the first one ever in a long time. God bless BBL for that. Uh, and it was nice. Like, be, I'd love to do more cuts with other streamers. You gotta talk to me. Uh, I gotta just, but they don't. They gotta like put effort, and I gotta put effort to talk to them as well and see how it actually goes. Right. Yeah. Like, you have to have engagement for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But there's, but there's a big. Actually, there is an issue though. Okay. Uh, there are a couple like the VTubers in TF2. Like they have a huge audience. I'll name a couple: Mocha, uh, Udanir, the Engineer.TF guy, both engineers. Uh, Ko- Kowacha, I know, Kowata. I don't know how to pronounce your name. It's um, it's very. Like they they all have like a consistent audience of thirty or higher because they have a VTuber and also oh. their person. I I would say their personality is goaded, but like the, the VTuber helps because people love VTubers. Could you explain that a bit to me? Actually, like what's sort of the appeal of VTubing? Like what kind of make gives the the increased viewership? Uh, it can it depends on how you VTuber it. Like some VTubers have their characters set like this and that because of like lore and people enjoy lore. Like for example, my my streams have lore. Like for example, I call my viewers the Legans, the strongest Legans. Like they're it's, it's literally <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's clever. It's L E G A N D Legans. Like you can't kill a Legan, but or le- sorry legend. Not to say <laughs> see it's it's so it's so in my head. I can't even say the actual word I'm trying to say. Like that's how. That that yeah. that's the influence that Twitch has put on my head. Like I have to stay to the lore's bit. If I don't, then it makes me inconsistent. in The audience will be like, "Well, oh, the lore blows. The lore sucks." Like everything, everything is a critique to every viewer. If the lore is spicy, they'll like it and they'll stay and make click and stay in for future right. streams. So like, it just kind of makes it seem like there's more to it, kind of in a sense. Yeah. Like but it's- some v- yeah. But some VTubers have like anime profile pictures and people, and there's weebs. People like it, it's literally just people like weebs. And then I got people like this guy. Like one of the VTubers is literally an engineer from TF2. People are like, yo, he, and he's he has, like, he has a pretty good engineer impression. So people are like, yo, this guy is impersonating the engineer. I think that's personally pretty cool. I'm gonna click this guy. But however, these four YouTubers that I've listed, Udanir and Coyote, uh, they both rate each other back and back to grow each other's audience, which is very five head. Hmm. Uh, it's it's like a circle jerk basically. Right, like it's a sub community so, yeah. and better terms. Yeah, and Unanir raids Mocha, Mocha raids Unanir, growing each other's community. So everybody in that circle is winning, right. while the little guys are getting smaller and smaller. While they keep growing their audience out. Like if I can get in that circle, which I kind of don't want to, because I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge fan of YouTubers. Sounds like a bit of drama, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah, in a way, I, I just don't like YouTubers. I, I I like I'm I like I've, I've, I've always liked authentic. I cannot say the word. Authenticity? Uh, yes, thank you. Oh, no, I, I, like, I totally get it. Yeah. It's just like... So, like, I won't diss you for being a VTuber, personally. I will not diss you, but I like I will look at you in, like, a sec- like secretly I will look at you in a negative light. I'll be like, bro, either have the face cam or no face cam. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, it's like a halfway thing, you know? It's like, it's just like half authenticity, you know? It's, it, it just creates a sense of kind of, like, fake interactivity, kind of? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, like because you're not really talking to somebody. It's like you're talking to like a anime person, a TF2 engineer. Like it's cool. I won't lie, it's cool. 
but in my eyes, I just, I just, I just think it's cringe. Right. It, it just, it's just like it could be a bit meta. You know, it could be the meta player yeah. TF2 considering no, how niche it, it is. It is, it is the meta. Like they're literally following the meta, which is cool. But in my eyes, obviously, find the meta, grow your audience, yada yada, become big shot. Yes, cool. Right. You're, you're you're doing the Twitch job. You're, you're doing what Twitch wants you to do: grow your audience, get money for them, yada yada. In my eyes. Yeah, but like, I want like in my eyes, I want to have, I want to do it my own way. I want to become a big shot with a face cam, wear the Undertale Frisk shirt, have my astromech on camera, look adorable or whatever, and just be a total badass and just show my face and show my genuine reaction because I can have some pretty funny faces, especially in Comp TF2. Hmm. So, what do you see? Like having a face cam, like just having those expressions also adds a lot to it. Like, uh... oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Like having expressions, people are like find the expressions funny. Uh, it'd be like, oh, this guy's actually pretty entertaining. This guy's got funny faces, but it's genuine, like reaction. It's gen, it's gen- if it's genuine, and that's what I want to give my audience. I want to give them a genuine reaction. While the VTubers, their their faces are just rigged to match their face, and it's not actually their face, so it's not genuine. And then in my eyes, I'm just like, okay, that's hmm. not. <sighs> Sorry, I just <laughs> it's it's right. in my head sometimes. Like I imagine, especially inside. when it's like just viewership, it's like such a big concern, and you're investing a lot of time and care into it. Like it's something that I could see being a bit bothersome. Yeah, and you grow into it, and then you just got yeah. these big shot VTubers just like taking advantage of each other and just rating each other to grow their audience out, not letting these viewers see other TF2 tubers or yeah TF2 streamers. Like, it's kind of intrus- intruding in what was already, like, a bit of a niche ecosystem, right? It's just, like, yeah. in that sense? Okay. Which is why I want to stop streaming TF2. However, I cannot, because it's I'm very well known in the TF2 Twitch community now, which is nice. So I need to take advantage of that and grow it as much as I can until there's not much growing I can do anymore. Because, like, for example, uh, Mocha? No, no disrespect what I'm going to say. They get around, like, 40 to 50 to 60 viewers a stream, which is freaking poggers good for her obviously she's almost affiliated or partnered on twitch which is a feat uh, that many cannot achieve and some will actually like give up and just never achieve that feat obviously i'm different i'm determined to get that feat and even more the grind yes but what i've seen her most consi- she's got a lot of followers from doing what she does but it would seem her audience isn't going up. Like it's like at a halt. She's at the point where she can do other games. Well, she actually did. She did an art stream recently, and she had less viewers than she normally does in TF2. But those thirty-five that stayed in her stream, it's good. It's good for her because like she she can figure out how much loyalty she has, and she can expand that, take advantage of that, and see what she can stream with that. And then she actually go to a different game and actually start trying to get money from a different yeah. game not just TF2. Okay, that's very five-head. Same with Edenir. He plays. He he's got like a hundred viewers per stream. He's one of the do- he's the dominant VTuber of the TF2 community. A hundred viewers a stream, and he played Portal 2 the other day and had 70, 60 to seventy viewers, which is actually really impressive. He was playing Red Dead Two, had fifty to sixty viewers, and like like that just shows how like loyal his audience is to him, right. which okay. is awesome. Like look- he ha- he's got set up. I want to see some other aspects of this though. So like. You say it's like a really easy way to grow and whatnot, right? But maybe it's like the streamers really just want like want to interact with their audience but don't feel comfortable, you know, using their own face. So maybe they... that, is, that is a lot of it. I will not lie, that's a lot of reasons, which is respectable. I respect that. But uh, I'm I'm more I'm a more out there extrovert person. So right. overall I'm just I'm my viewpoint has always been different. So how do you think like there could be more coexistence? Like what would potential solutions be here so as to like not potentially disrupt the streaming ecosystem? Wait, can, you, can you repeat that question in a, in a dumbed down version for me sorry uh, i got confused 
Let me try and de-science it. Um, okay. There you go. Well, <laughs> hello, dumb. Obviously, streamers don't got the biggest brains. Of course, of course. Yeah, that, that's why we stream, baby. You're, You're exposed live on stream and in recording. But uh, anyways, so... It sounds like it's it kind of, like, it makes the streaming, like, uh... I'm trying to f figure out a, sus a substitute for ecosystem. Like, it makes the streaming community, like, a lot more kind of, like, ho hostile in a sense, right? Like, it's a lot more, it, like... It's all a competition, basically. Right. But then it's, like, there is obviously going to be, like, some genuine, you know, like, well-intended reasonings for YouTubing there. So it's, like, what do you think potential methods to, like, solve that kind of issue are? Like... There, it, there is none. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There, there's really no issue to, or way to fix that because everybody is so focused on themselves. And uh, and like, let's say I do a collab with another streamer. I don't see that guy as a future friend. I see that guy as a work associate, a work partner for the day. That that's how like that's how like heartless streaming actually is. By Damn. The so like, there's no solution to fixing that. Everybody wants to make it big, and obviously collabing with somebody. It's cool. You can make like a couple funny moments, but it's all an act. It's all an act. I won't. I don't think BBL was acting with me today, but hmm. it, it's all an act. Like uh, loved BBL today, but like if I, I do use him as a collab, we're basically just using each other to grow each other. That's all it is. Just using, use, 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 use. It's never, it's never work. Just use, and like in the in the simplest way in my eyes. That's how I see it. No, I'm not wrong. Like, like this is very accurate. Like, so many big shot streamers use each other, grow each other's audience, to milk each other's views, to milk each other's money because of it. And they're not actual friends. They, they just, they're just both influencers, and they're taking advantage of. They both have an influenced audience, so they want to grow each other's influence by influencing each other. Okay, that works. So, if I asked you for comment, you would say there can be no peace in our time. <laughs> no, well, in TF2, only war. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and in the Damn. war, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Like, yeah, no, I like not even just TF2, other games as well. Alright, and you yeah, everybody think, is stingy and selfish. You don't think that's something that could like potentially change, or that there's really a way to get around? Uh, the only way it can change is just like if you stream with your friends. That's kind of really it, in my opinion. Like, right, everybody is just out to grow your audience. Like those that want to stream for fun, yes, but since they don't grow their audience because they don't know how to or they don't want to they can't find other people that are streaming for fun to actually have a grown mm. audience so they'll never be able to just actually like be genuine friends and it's miss opportunities because of mm. it like if you look at the tf2 twitch category right now you will see a guy a guy a guy me at some point i'm pretty high up there and then you'll see a bunch of viewers with one viewer and that's them you you always we will always have one viewer on your streams by the way that will always be you um even if you're not watching yourself and all those one people are wanting to make it big, but they're too busy complaining. Like, there's, like, viewers. There's, I've talked to streamers when I was super small, and they would complain, be like, they're like, how are you doing? How are you growing your audience? And then I'd be like, you're not playing the right games. And then they'll be like, okay. And then, like, can we play a one of my games together? And then I would say no, because we're not going to, like, I can't help you. I'm, my, I'm just there to give you funny moments for your viewers to find you entertaining. That makes sense. It it does, yeah. It's a bit sad to hear, honestly. Oh yeah, it is. But like that's that's the world of the influencer, baby. Right. But it, it's very it's very rewarding once you can actually make it big, get a lot of money, yada yada, take advantage, represent. But you are an influencer. The fun, I will say this though, 
when you become an influencer, actually influence people, what you say can actually affect the whole future. And it's actually insane. Like, for example, I made a remark about a group of creatures that, uh, without realizing that it was fucked up. And one of my viewers immediately attacked one of my viewers that believed in that uh, group. And, I, and, and then one of my friends said, that was, that's your own doing, dummy, because they were influenced by how, what you said. And I was like, shit. And then, for example, my, my profanity right now, I would curse every once in a while because, you know, get mad, curse. People find it funny. And, um, yeah, uh, one of my viewers would just start cursing a lot of the blue. and normally curse. And that would be my own doing. So, as a streamer, the influence power you have can be very scary when I lie. Right. Okay. Sounds like a lot of stuff that you just like spend a lot of time thinking about, right? Definitely. You have to. It's all it's all ones and zeros, and you have hmm. to break, and you have to hit the one one ones. And conforming around all of that, like half, like half to sort of rely on a schedule, like. Has that been kind of like detrimental to your own health, mental health at all, or is it just sort of just my sleep schedule? Hmm. Okay. Uh oh. That's fair. Continue. Sorry, my bad. I know it's. I was just gonna see if we could like take that topic any further, but it doesn't really sound like it. I know. I, I'd assume a lot of people would kind of struggle with all of that, but it sounds like you are pretty set. I mean, I've been doing. I mean, would you like me? Would you like me to give you the whole timeline of what I've done in a year and a half? Sure. Okay, so obviously December 26th started my first Roblox stream, and December 31st, New Year's Eve, I got affiliated, got the requirements, which was very impressive. It doesn't usually take five days for a view streamer to get affiliated, so I already had a huge advantage over many viewers. I was, and since I had such a low audience, I wanted to test what other games I could stream, and I went to. I mean, I, all of my goal was to make sure I had more than three viewers, and now I'm making. And now I'm at the point where I make sure I'm, I'm above ten viewers. Like as long as I'm above ten, my uh, my viewership goes up, and Twitch will uh, send me to other viewers, recommend my channel to other viewers, and we're gaming on the sticks because of it. So with that being said, um, it's all such a fun process of ones and zeros. But so once January hit, my birth month, best month, honestly, January slaps, uh, <laughs> and I started playing Finds of Freddy's, uh, and. Uh, be, I had like a, like eight viewers on my first ever FNAF stream, because and like normally I would have like fifteen or like ten to twelve viewers on the Roblox streams, but I was getting so bored of Roblox, I wanted to like expand and, ex and see what I can grow and stuff like, like that. So I had the opportunity to play Roblox with eight or sorry, find some friends with eight ro viewers, play the game, and see when you play a game, you need to have a story you need to have a lore you need to have your own concept so for example what i did was took advantage of this very five-head indeed complete accident too <laughs> when i was playing roblox i used to play when i played tower defense simulator i used to name the tanks like uh in the game the chonkers because they were big chonky boys and all that stuff and we were na making jokes about freddy fazbear the funny famous bear that is the franchise of finds of freddy's and then uh, this my friend's ex named him Freddy Fazbender, as in like an Earthbender, because you know he uh, in FNAF one he can like sneak into your office uh, in a lore perspective he can bend the door and like sneak sneak into your office while the door is closed. Not actually, but like in a weird perspective he can think it like that. And people were like, "That's pretty fun. That's pretty clever." In that way, so I would name Freddy Freddy Fazbender, and then there's a clip 
called if you want to pull up on my twitch it's one of it's one of my most viewed clips it's me saying ah it's clipped ah jesus it's literally me screaming at bonnie because he was in the back room with his eyes all black and i named a man scream giver after that because i was almost a man i was almost 18 and he scared the fuck out of me <laughs> literally genuine fear never had that much fear in a fnaf game ever i thought it was really cool i was like damn i actually got scared that's awesome um and then Chica did not give her a name, neither did Foxy, because I couldn't think of anything clever until the second game came, until I played the second game. And then I beat the game out for some completion, did 420, did all the hard stuff, and people were like, this is so cool. And then I played the second game, had new nicknames, and the people were like, this is so dope. Yada, yada, this guy's really entertaining. Even, I remember watching my old streams of my FNAF, and I was like, damn, I'm actually really entertaining. Like, now, like look at myself back then. I was like, damn, I wonder what's going to happen next. Like, I was hype as shit for it. <laughs> and it was actually really cool. Like, I recommend checking out my old FNAF vids, guys. Quick little plug moment. I apologize. But, you oh, know. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, if you want to see, like, a, a young Swiggity uh, pop off with terrible-looking hair at the time, then that is your dude. Let me tell you. Very fun. <laughs> I made that shit so good. I was able to... I, I just became very proficient. And then I beat all the FNAFs at a percent completion. Uh, but before I did that, all my when I was playing Final Fantasy two, I did my first ever night stream because I didn't have a schedule at the time. I would just play FNAF whenever because it was COVID year, so I was able to just like play whenever. And then I did my first ever night stream, and then I got raided by this dude, and that was my first ever raid ever. It was twenty four viewers. I went from eight to thirty two. The whole stream was at thirty. I never had that number before. I was like, no way, this is actually insane. And then my beliefs of streaming for fun went to let's stream to become a big shot. Let's stream for the because I was streaming for fun also become a big shot, but that really like made me want to like become big, right? So then I got raided, I got a bunch of followers that day, but I got two hundred and seventy two followers in those two day streams combined because because I got raided back to back by big wow. streamers, and I that was the biggest growth I ever had in two day span. Very impressive. Went from one hundred and sixty viewers to four hundred, and I was like, no way, impossible okay. challenge. It was really cool, and uh, I would stream FNAF. And then I eventually, uh, I got a bunch of money from this dude named Danort. And I was like, oh my god, I got money? Holy shit. And he gave me excessively amounts of money. Like, amounts that, that you could like, get from like a paycheck. I work in like a, like, a, whole, a, a whole foods place or whatever the hell. It's a grocery store. Um, like, compared to now, it's like actually insane. I was flabbergasted that he actually like did that. And with him doing that, it kind of blinded me a little bit, but I, it didn't blind me yet. I'll get into that soon. I played Finance of Freddy's until I completed everything. I did not do 50-20 yet, uh, which is the hardest of guilty, hardest thing you can do in Finance of Freddy's, which is literally 50 animatronics from all of the games set to the hardest difficulty, and it's just me surviving performance in 30 seconds against 50 animatronics. And you have to need a lot. That's very hard. A lot of muscle memory, a lot because they all do something new. Like All of them have a cool concept they have to counter with. And remembering for the animatronics is not easy. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, and then eventually I would speedrun Finance of Freddy's, and that's what made me skyrocket as one of the biggest Finance of Freddy's streamers of the month. I was literally the, the, the sixth most ranked Finance of Freddy's streamer of the month in like a Twitch uh, statistics category that I have access to. And right. it was actually insane. I was like, no shot, this is awesome. Show my dad, my mom, they were so proud of me. I was like, yo. This is awesome. I was still young, so I didn't even get a job. I didn't worry about money. Give me a second. Hold up. All right.
I'm going to die from this lull in the action. What interaction? I, I, I'm going to die from the lull in interaction here. <laughs> oh, nice. Do not die, I promise. You're, you'll live. Don't worry, Swiggity's back. Right. Anyway, as I was saying... Um, wait, hold up. Sorry, I, listen, listen, listen. I'm giving away an Australian black box, and I just got two new followers, and I'm almost at right. like 1,500 followers, so I had to, like, let them know what was up, all right? Where's yeah, my right, Australian? Right. Uh, you'll get... I've, you can join the giveaway if you want. Uh, I'm good. I don't need it. Understandable. Understandable. No, but uh, free free entry, too. Just a nice guy. But yeah, giveaways are a great way to grow your audience, because people are like, yo, free items? I want free items. I mean, I already explained it right. uh, earlier. But so back to the the Lord timeline or wherever the hell it's called. Yeah, the Lord timeline. FNAF speed, speed running after yes. that. Played speed, got some speed runs, and I actually got some first place records. You can check speedrun.com/swiggity about all my time trials. Sadly, they're no longer first place because people beat them because they were very much beatable. But at the time when I I, I was the first game was my favorite game of speed run because it was simple, it was linear, it was easy, and it was my favorite game of speed run because the formula was simple. But yeah, I made it so entertaining because it was so easy to make entertaining. I'd be like, oh my god, man scream gear is on my left, guys. Freddy Fazbender's gonna come for me. He wants me, bro. He's gonna end the speed run. Oh no, what could happen? Yada yada, all that, all that. Pretend I like, scared. Yeah, there's a reason why like all the reaction YouTubers liked it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, very spooky. And uh, I had a shot to get first place on 100% category, which is me beating all like all of the game to 100% completion without, no, without fail. If I fail once, I'll just start the run. And people, and people were spreading that around because people, uh, people were, were going to Minecraft streamers' uh, channels and saying, this guy's about to get first place in this FNAF category. And my normal 10 viewers went to 31 hmm. viewers, which is the highest I ever had in, in a FNAF stream, if you exclude raids, uh, from genuine authenticity. I was the number one, fin I was the biggest fin uh, FNAF streamer of that day for a whole four hours. I'll never forget that. Biggest highlight of my Twitch career. And I uh, got like 120 viewers that day as well and i beat the first place run by four seconds and then Jeez. i got four hundred dollars that day because because one of the guys that raided from the that night stream gave me four hundred dollars and he said that that's my award for being such a badass and actually achieving the impossible it didn't take that it didn't take me that many days it took me literally like two days to do and then i had a new goal once i speed run finds the freddy's one two and three because I, I tried doing four and i just didn't like it i was i started getting bored of fnaf because it got repetitive the formula the pattern of doing it all it just got boring. I, I, I wanted to do something else, which is my next lesson. As a streamer, always secure yourself as an authentic as an authentic gamer. Always play different games. Never play the same games because eventually audience will get bored and you'll get bored. And then your audience will get bored that you're bored. And they'll see it. And then you'll lose your audience. But before I get into that, I dedicated, so I dedicated 17 days or streams into playing Five Nights at Freddy's 50-20. Or ultimate custom, that's what it's called. And I even have the highlight of odd if you'd like to show it at the end of the interview because I think it's one hell of a VOD to watch. I'll include it in the description for sure. Yeah, because it's like it, it, it's hard. It, 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 the muscle mass, like my reaction is good. I honestly, if if you, I know you're going to put in the description, but I recommend showing the part when I beat it because my reaction was funny as right. shit. Like actually, like genuine humor. All right now, I'm trying to like mentally preserve the ever swelling list of questions that I have to eventually get around to. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, hey, three hour interview. I'm down for five. Let's make it five, brother. I bet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, uh, but, I'll uh, double my normal fees then, of course. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Zero point zero dollar fee will be tripled. Yeah. Oh, 
I got to give you two pennies now? Shit. All right, I got, I got to speak a little faster then. No, nah, but um, so uh, the day before I beat 5020, uh, I had uh 14 viewers which was like my average you know very 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 nice number which is like what i make now which is which is we'll get to this part soon of uh my mistake as a streamer that i completely forgot that i did not know was a thing <gasps> yeah I, I make mistakes this was a mistake i don't um, believe you nani no perfect honestly, engineer perfect engineer nah i was this was before i streamed tf2 this was when i just started my this was this the same month this was the same month i just started playing competitive tf2 again so i was an amateur season 8 rgl uh yeah damn and now look i'm playing with you in advance yeah oh, again we'll get how, more to tf2 later up. like i have to kind of mentally get oh, yeah. the questions from my own sake yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i don't yeah, keep I these written i can't wait to get into tf2 but um yeah so the next day i stream finds of freddy's ultimate custom night 5020 and those 14 viewers that came stream by stream by stream just didn't show up. I was like, what? Where's everybody at? It was three viewers. And then after like a whole hour grinding, uh, sorry about that. That's right. Uh, and so I would, so on my day I beat 5020, I had three viewers. My reaction was priceless. And like I was like, yeah, I won, get it! Oh my god, oh my god! And then there was a point when I said, and nobody saw it. I said it was such like disappointment in my voice, but I was still excited that I did it. But like I was so devastated that nobody saw it. Those fourteen viewers were because the day before people were like, you'll beat it, you, uh, you'll beat it, you'll do it. We can't wait for you to beat it, Swiggity. You know, that was such a hype morale for me. It made me feel so good and loved. People would even say to me, one day, Swiggy, you're going to make it big and you're going to forget about us in a joking way. Still haven't forgot about those people. But um, where I'm going with this is when I beat it, I streamed. I did another FNAF stream the next day and nobody showed up. And I was like, what? What's happening? Baited. Yeah, literally, they bait, they don't know on me. Like, I was like, what? what where, where's everybody at? Like, where did everybody go? Guys, I'm still here. You know, it's actually pretty sad. Um, and that was the, and we, in that FNAF era, Roblox era, because I would play Roblox, and I had my own Minecraft SMP in that world game as well, or this thing as well. The SMP died out, uh, Roblox, like, I didn't want to stream Roblox, I just didn't like streaming it. So, and I would play Among Us when Among Us was getting slightly bigger, no. but it was too big, it was too big at the time, the stream, and that was my fault, right? That was one of my mistakes. I streamed a game that was too big for me to stream. You sold out. <laughs> No, I didn't sell out. Well, you have to sell out if you want to make it big. If you're playing for fun, you don't sell out. If you want to, if you're selling out, you're 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 playing, you're streaming to make it big. So, what I'm trying to say is, when I had when uh, those back to back streams were like duds, I was like, what? And on so I beat fifty twenty on March seventh. On March eighth, that's when the Gen one era of my Legan army. Uh, we call my viewers the my the Legans. Right. Uh, yeah, because like it's like makes them feel you know love like PewDiePie's bro fist army, you know, which I have a sense of identity of. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make them feel you know wanted identity. Make them feel not just like a regular viewer. Make them feel have a purpose. Which all of you in my chat have a purpose, by the way, guys. Don't forget that. And um, yeah, it, like it actually is like sucks. Like the next day, I didn't know what the stream, so I did my first ever TF2 stream, and I had like three to five viewers. And my mental health was starting to dwindle because I was in a relationship that I wasn't happy with. 
Um, I won't get into that, but yeah. uh, but that but that was like a f- so I started being less energetic and more like Sodom, more just like there. And even like my Gen One Legans that are in my stream now, they admit it when I was in the dark era, which we will refer to from now on, the dark era. Yeah, no, it yeah, uh, it, it's like by default actually the dark era, and we actually um. It's pretty sad. We uh, like I, I I was boring. I I was a mess. I didn't know how to function. I was so focused on the money that this one guy sent me. I was so focused that FNAF would just keep my audience keep growing, and I would keep playing FNAF, and it wasn't working. And I was like, "What is happening? Where did they go?" I would speed run the game, but I lost joy out of it. I just couldn't do it. And like I was like, "What?" It just made no sense to me. I I I became broken. I became a shell of man of who I was. I generally did not know how to. Like function, I I was like what like everything I worked for all, all those three months four months just gone, and that shit hurt. I was like fuck, and then I started streaming TF two, but nobody knew I was in the Twitch community. I just had like a couple of viewers, and then eventually Crab Game came out. Uh, you might know what Crab Game is. It's this, it's like Squid uh, yeah, game. very familiar. Yeah, Squid Game, but it's like you play it yourself in a derpy version called Crab Game. I would play that nonstop, and nobody cared for that game. That game blew ass, but I loved it, and I would stream it. And another mistake, because everybody was playing. It was the meta. It was the meta game of the month. Everybody would play to grow their audience. All the big shots were growing their audience while I was saying they were rotting in hell. I have, like, three viewers. Losing all my money growth, my, my, my viewer growth, and all that. Just gr- losing everything. And then for the next... Eight months, I would only grow 200 uh, followers a month, or uh, in those eight months, which is severely slow. Like, from going from 800 fo- viewers or followers in four months to 200 in eight months, really is a heartbreak. When you were growing your audience so consistently well, I don't and, yeah, it, it sucked. And I would just play crab game. I would try to play FNAF. Then I would play TF2. Thankfully, my TF2 comp, my comp team was like Goat on the Sticks, like Rock Fortress 2. We'll never forget them. God bless them all. Very great team. I was a team leader of that team as engineer. Very good. I was one hell of an engineer, uh, I would say. Especially in IM. Oh, my God. I'd love to talk about my comp career right now. <laughs> but we'll do that later. We'll do that later. Yeah, later, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And, I, have, uh, I have infinite time. Oh, hell yeah. It makes me happy. I'll talk about myself. No, but I would... um. Oh, dude, it's like all the memories are coming back. Oh no, no. But I, I would just stream TF2 nonstop and Sea of Thieves, like just games that like I was way too tiny to grow my audience from, and like I just couldn't figure out the formula. I just I wasn't a part of the TF2 Twitch group affiliation, so I couldn't grow my audience. Nobody cared about me, uh, and it sucked. I was like, shit. Nobody like wants to watch me anymore, and. And then uh, I, my girlfriend wanted me to stop streaming, wanted me to get a job, wanted me to just give up on my dream. Become a big show. And I was like, no, I want to keep doing this. She wanted me to get a job. And I was just like, no, I, I, I got to keep doing this. I don't care. Oh, no. And then actually I got a job. And then I stopped streaming. And then I took a whole... And then event, like the whole, my whole summer of 2021 was just wasted on me just playing a dead game. And then late into it, play TF2 and just crab game and see if these every once in a while. Which I love to stream again. And then eventually, just kept streaming, 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 and eventually, I I I got burnt out. I just because my audience wasn't growing, like I because I thrive off of social interaction. So whenever my chat's omega active, I'm like, yes, oh, I'm so into it. My chat's into it. I'm into it. Like the my the, my met, my morale and mental health is based around the chat, basically. So my chat's active, or I'm talking to someone consistently. I'm, I'm gaming. I'm go down the sticks, basically. But with with uh yeah, and then like that, but like nobody was chatting. Like I just had nobody at all. Now, which is the biggest blow to my heart. 
Like everybody, like everybody just left. Like the, the they, they were like the big shot swiggity streamer. Like everybody left. My Gen One mods, my Gen One audience, all gone. I remember their names so well, and I will never forget them. And I will always remember what they gave me as a starting point to my Twitch channel. Very sad, but hey, you make you take you get some scars and you, you repair them. And then I became ballsy around uh, mid March of 2022. Of wait. Today's 2020. It's 2020. We're in 2022. I'm not sure. August okay. 5th, 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 2022. <laughs> August, August, Do you need yeah, a yeah. medic? We're good. We're good. Making sure we're actually. It was the right year. Yeah, it was the right year. So March, March ish. Uh, TF2 got an update. Uh, and it was an event for uh Fortress Faceoffs. And I played in one of them as as fa- I did the Fat Scout event the month the, the couple months prior. And I got second place with my competitive TF2 team, which is awesome. But I remember watching it. And I was like, these casters blow. They're not. They're talking about RBs like fast. I'm talking about the game. Like the camera. Like, it was terrible. So I immediately messaged the guy that ran it, and I said, I can do a way better job because I used to be. But like, you know, mental health died. I still had the passion to pr- perform and like act goofy in front of people, even though I didn't have an audience to begin with. And uh, and the guy was like, Yeah, sure, I'll give you a shot because even he knew like we need it. They needed new people. Uh, and it was awesome. I was like, yes, let's go, let's go. Get to, gotta get to freaking do this. And then I got word that Eric, the 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 only the last developer of TF2, was like like was like broadcasting it when the time hit the certain hour. And then everybody was playing TF2 got notified that a whole TF2 event was happening. And then the stream started, and I went. We weren't speaking yet, and then the numbers were rising to like 40, 50, 60, 80, uh, 100 viewers. I was like, holy shit. I get to present my voice in front of all these people, and it was great. I was, uh, I was myself. I felt like myself again. I felt happy. It was very nice. I felt like I was like actually back at the FNAF numbers again. It was lovely. Did my spamton, g spamton, ah, voice. Excellent. Yes, I I could have went harder, but I didn't want to. And it it was awesome. (coughs) Hold up. All right, I'm back. Right. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. People loved it. People were like doing hyper typing. I, I eventually made the chat say everybody say hyperlink blocked a little spam chin thing. Like the chat was like even like in on it now. I was like, this is awesome. I love this. Uh, and then I had a competitive, and this was season eleven of RGL at the time, and I was subbing for China National, but I wanted to play for a different team because I didn't want to sub. So I try I tried out for um oh no this was when I was still trying to run a team in uh season eleven. And then I had a try out with Mocha and Ider and all those people and all this cool stuff. It was really dope. And uh and then after at the end of the stream, uh I guess it's the very end. It was it was a huntsman tournament, April sixteenth. Well sorry, I just completely jumped the whole jumped the whole leap. Nice. I Mar- I I offered to cast April sixteenth up here that was when the day was and i cast for nine hours my voice went strong had water on standby i was and i still had to do a competitive tf2 tryout that same day and i it was awesome and then at the end of the and then it got baited and then i got messaged by my co-caster ace who is a way bigger streamer than i am he's he's got he's pretty cool he, he gets like he has fourteen thousand uh, followers on twitch which is the number like he's not even partnered yet so he's doing something wrong he's not playing the right games that he should be playing but i mean like he played something that grows audience off of he's gonna take advantage of it and with that being said like for example like, he's got a big follower fan base but 
he doesn't have viewers to make up for it because he plays the wrong games, but he still has viewers and money off of it. A good part-time job for him. Hmm. And yeah, like, like if, if you play the wrong games, you're not gonna grow your audience. And even if like you have such a big follower fan base, you can't play the right games. And with that being said, ignore ignore it's off subject. Sorry. Uh, I, and going back to the cast. Ace asked me if I would like to get rated, and I haven't streamed in a month. I did my first ever hiatus. I haven't streamed for I had no motivation to stream anymore. I haven't streamed in like a month and a week, and then I was like, uh, "Sure." And originally, I was going to cast the event hail with my girlfriend after, and my girlfriend was an absolute chad for this. She literally stayed over for the whole day just to do nothing, and I felt so bad for her. But she stayed because she knew how much I loved streaming, and I forgot how much <laughs> about it. Real one. She was a real one there. Will not lie. Um, but that's besides the point. And I had the honor of um, getting rated, and I was—I thought it was gonna be like ten people. It was sixty, and I was like, "Holy shit! I haven't been rated. I haven't been rated since the FNAF era. I haven't had that. I'd never had that big of an audience before, except for one time I got rated on Minecraft stream, and." immediately went away because my daxi unplugged the computer kind of trying to set up my uh lighting to have better face cam quality and i was so mad i lost all those no i was lost all those viewers so mad anyway and I, and I, but like yeah unfort a lot, a lot of unfortunate events but i was like holy shit and it was like it was like nine o'clock i streamed to like 1 a.m because i wanted to take advantage of this as hard as i can and it worked because people knew me for the cast they loved my energy my voice and the next stream i had eight viewers and i was like because i because i got motivated to stream again 